Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Shout out to him and his family, man. Prayers up. And uh, but thanks for having me, bro. It's always uh, 
always a highlight of my of my weekend to jump in and spend some time with you and chop it up in the kitchen. And also from the New York region of the United States of America, we have Mr. Knight in the building. Mr. Knight, welcome to the brunch. How are you feeling this morning? I'm hungry. You me too. Me too. So I got a lot of food for thought. So hopefully you can still do these dishes, man. I got a lot of food for thought that I do want to jump into. Um, I want to get the quick stuff out the way. I know a lot of people don't really stay up late for this one uh, that I'm going to jump into quickly so I can get in and out of it and get to the, the meat and potatoes because um, I don't know if you've been under a rock, but this is the month of March, and this is where the madness begins, and it is on and popping. I have a lot of questions to throw out there, uh, college and NBA, but we'll we'll get started with the first things first. John Bones Jones wins his matchup against Cyril Gain. I don't know how to really pronounce it. It's spelled G-A-N-E. But I did watch the entire fight. That only took all of a minute and a half, maybe two minutes. And I think about a good solid 55 seconds of it was them on the ground because John got into the ground and basically ended up giving him like a a guillotine, if you will, and kind of choked him out. And um, they are claiming him the GOAT in the octagon right now, and rightfully so. I, I feel like his name is definitely in the discussion. I, I feel like he can be the GOAT. I, there's, there's names that they could try to throw in there. But John Bones Jones has accomplished so much different weight classes and using different techniques, whether it's wrestling, kickboxing, uh, grappling, uh, whatever he needs to do uh, to just be difficult for another fighter. Um, he's done it in more. He's only lost one bout but never really lost in the octagon. He's gotten into crazy situation after crazy situation. And um, to see him being at the pinnacle of coming back after so many layoffs and the move to the heavyweight division, uh, gaining a good amount of weight to be in the division uh, speaks volumes on what this guy is able to do. Now, the next guy that he called out, I, I feel like he should go after somebody bigger, better, even though I feel like anything can happen in a fight. I think anything could happen in that fight. But I feel like uh, he's a better fighter than Stipe. If he loses that fight to Stipe, it's like this was a a short-lived moment to me. But um, that fight is supposed to go down in July. So we will see how that happens. Um, Mike, I know you do watch it a little bit or keep an ear to the ground on it. Your thoughts on John Jones last night uh, in Vegas? I thought John Jones did what he was supposed to do. I mean, it's been, you know, three years since he's been in the ring. You know, there was a lot of talk that Stipe should have been the opponent here. Um, listen, he was probably the greatest light heavyweight ever. Um, you know, there was one questionable decision that he won against Reyes. That could have probably gone either way. But for the most part, I mean, just the way that he has been able to dominate when he's been able to stay in the ring. Um, but I would still pump the brakes a little bit on the GOAT talk, though I believe he can get there, right? Like, I think Stipe is going to be a tougher challenge for him next time out. You know, there's there's going to be all this talk about, well, he never fought in Ghana. Well, you know, in Ghana and UFC and got the contract stuff sorted out. So he can't control that. Um, I think that when he comes to fight Stipe in July, I expect him to be – uh, 12, about 12, 15 pounds lighter, somewhere between 233 and 235 to be a little bit quicker 
Uh, he tipped the scale at 248 this time. Uh, but listen, I, I, this is uh, this is what he needs to do if he wants to solidify himself or or be, you know, considered the governor in that goat conversation is is to move up and really dominate the the heavyweight division. Uh, but you know, he he did everything you could have hoped he would do yesterday. If you're a fan of John Jones, that was a, an extremely tight choke, and he nailed it. And he, you know, he, he handled his business. And right now, he's the heavyweight champion of the world. So I want to see him defend it a couple of times, and I want to see how his game continues to evolve uh, at the heavyweight division. But uh, he definitely is in that conversation, to your point. Um, I, I'm just not ready to – I'm not ready to as, – uh, as the late great Danny Green once said, I'm not, I'm not ready to clown him yet, uh, but – uh, listen, uh, I, I am ready to go ahead and you know let's start making the crown uh, for him probably. Uh, but but impressive performance last night. When you consider, you know it's been three years since this man's been in the octagon. He did what he needed to do, and uh, I look forward to seeing that fight with Stipe because I think Stipe is going to uh, bring a different set of challenges for him and be a more difficult fight. And I expect it to last much longer than two minutes. Okay, um, you said he's in the discussion, but you said hit the brakes. I I want to know why you want to hit the brakes. Why is he, in your mind, not in a discussion? Who are the names that are in front of him? And I'll get Chandler, and I have another caller in queue as well. Okay, well, and the thing is, I, I'm not really sure um, that I would necessarily even put anybody above him yet. I just think that a lot of times, we see things happen and people become prisoners of the moment and, and put him in that conversation. Uh, he beat Cormier a couple of times. Cormier, Cormier was also able to win championships at two levels. Randy Couture was able to win at two levels. I think John Jones is probably overall uh, a better fighter than those guys. And, and I'm, I'm, like I said, I may put him in there, but I just want to, I just want to see him do it again. I want to see him uh, have more than one fight at this heavyweight division before I'm ready to crown him. But I expect that, you know, another couple of performances, I, you know, I, I think he's already on the precipice of it. And, you know, when pressed, I might, I might even consider him the best to do it. But I'm just, like I said, I'm just, uh, I just want to pop the brakes on it. I want to, I want to see him uh, repeat. I want to see him. You can argue that Stipe uh, Miocic has been maybe the most decorated heavyweight ever. So I, I want to see John Jones, uh, match up against him. I want to see him uh, fight a heavyweight that actually has championship experience. This is a good tune-up fight. This is a good fight for the interim heavyweight title. It was vacant. You had to put it on somebody, and he's he is as deserving as anybody to wear that title. Um, I just want to see him uh, fight somebody at the heavyweight division that has some championship experience and some championship medal. That's all. Okay. I, I'm, I'm like baffled, and I'm going to get Chandler and Emma here. You, you're saying that you want to pump the brakes, but you can't put nobody in front of him. So he's that guy. He's been reigning from 2008 to 2023. That's 15 years with no defeat in the octagon. He lost outside of, like, the professional ranks. He didn't lose in that octagon. And I don't feel like even – and I want to go A game for A game. If Stipe came in there on his best behavior – 
and John Jones went in that octagon on his best behavior, I think he would dismantle Stipe. I think the only fight that you could probably contend to give him a good fight would be Francis, but Francis and uh, Dana White are so far apart on, like, making amends that I, I feel like that's the only thing that could really bother John Jones. John Jones went from wrestling and found different ways to be tactical in that octagon that I feel like you, you're going to need somebody that knows different styles of fighting other than grappling because this guy's a known wrestler. So <laughs> if he's a wrestler and, you know, he could beat you in that or he could do other things to use his legs, elbows, he's, he's, you don't even want to get close to him, let alone he wants to grab you. So it's, I, I don't know. Like, I, I like that. Um, Chandler, your thoughts on this? I don't know if you do or were paying attention to John Jones recently or within this fight that happened last night. Uh, your thoughts, if you feel like he's in the discussion or not, or if you're aware of the situation that took place uh, last night. So Amanda Nunez doesn't exist anymore, huh? Because last okay, time Amanda Nunez was the champion of one, two, three, four, was it five divisions at one point? Yeah. She, yeah. Cl- she cleared out. Cleared out an entire side of US, UFC. Oh, and she never got busted for cheating after every single fight. Oh, and she was never a clown. You know I have no you know I don't like John Jones. Is he talented? Absolutely. He's also a clown. Now, and last I checked, Dana White pushed Francis and Ganu out so that John Jones then would be able to fight Cyril Gain. He pushed Francis and Ganu out. Cause see, if I'm John Jones and you want to want you to go. Then you say to Danny White, no, 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 no. I want Francis Ngannou in the UFC. But that's not what happened. So, yeah, I, I, I have no respect for this particular title because of how he got it. Because the guy who was the champion basically got fired so you could get his spot. You didn't fight him and, and win it. You fought somebody who couldn't beat him to win it. And you're going to fight somebody else who couldn't beat him. So, yeah, miss me with the GOAT thing. Miss me with all of that with John Jones. I, I got off the John Jones train a long time ago when he kept, the, kept, kept on ruining his career and his life. I got off that train a long time ago. Is he supremely talented? Absolutely. Should he have gone down as the best UFC fighter ever? Absolutely. But no, not this way, bro. Not this way. You want to be the GOAT, fight. If you want to be the man, beat the man. And that's not what he did. That's not what he did. Him and Dana got together, and Dana was like, what's the softest landing I can make for you? Well, I'll fight Cyril Gane, but what about Francis? Uh, Don't worry about that. We'll get rid of him. So, yeah, I'm not – I have absolutely no respect for this title that he's won. I have no respect for it because the reality is you didn't fight the guy who held, who is the actual champion. Instead, you conspired to get him pushed out so you could get his seat. I got no respect for it. Um, I, I like that. That's interesting. One, I wouldn't compare – in uh, two different, like, genders, I wouldn't compare Nunez to John Jones. I, I get it. She's decorated in, in women's uh, mixed martial arts, but comparing her to a male, especially with her with five losses, 
I, I I wouldn't dare try to match her up against John Jones. And the other thing is, I agree with you with the Francis Ngannou situation. He should fight Francis. I feel like if Francis gets in there, John Jones will beat Francis. I think he'll beat him. Francis Ngannou is a load up puncher. He's a heavy handed puncher. If he could land it, you're in trouble. If other than that, John Jones has many different ways of striking him and hurting him, or or using wrestling. I don't think Ngannou could wrestle like him. So there's a lot of different ways I think John Jones will tattoo him. I I beg to differ on that situation. And Ganu is a good name, a good fighter for what he's been able to do. He tore Stipe up. That's why I don't feel like Stipe could stand in that ring with uh with John Jones to be honest. I feel like this is this is the one that you're saying that this is a, a pillow landing for John if he's gonna fight Stipe. Stipe's been removed since losing to uh Francis and Ganu. So I feel like that's a difficult situation with Stipe to run into with somebody that has more than one fighting style that he has to fight with, and all Stipe really is is uh, he throws his hands. If, if he gets into more than just one way of fighting with John Jones, I feel like this is a, a big-time situation for John Jones to, to capitalize over this situation. I want to see how Vegas has that lined up. I guarantee you it's a heavy favorite volume for John Jones instead of this being like an even kill. It's like a 150 to 135 bet. Everybody's going to storm that, or, or there'd be a question mark on, like, what's going on? Are they pulling the plug in Vegas? That's the only way I can feel that. I, I, I cannot see Stipe bringing so much attention to hurting Jones. So I agree with you on that situation. But somehow, some way, I also agree with you if Dana owes the people to try to make that right, make that relationship right with Francis Ngannou, get him back in there, let them fight. That's the money you want since you're money hungry. Let that fight go down, and that's how they go down. But right now, I could think of George St. Pierre maybe you could throw in there. Um, the Gracies back in the days. Like, like these are the names that you got to put John Jones in. Like, uh, if I don't even think Couture could get in that discussion. I don't I don't even look at uh, Liddell. He's not in the conversation. Ortiz, the big names that you could think of, all of these guys are not in that realm of him. They are good names, respectively so, in the UFC, but they are not John Jones. John Jones and, and – also, another thing that I give you credit for also is the mistakes that he made, but we're human. Nobody's perfect. And, and yes, he's battling drug addiction or whatever, whatever situation that is. It's, it's, if it's uh, battling with the cocaine abuse, so on and so forth, he, he's done it. Everybody has had some situation. Hell, family of mine, Lawrence Taylor had his situation in New York City with the Giants. Like, everything has happened. Nobody's perfect. Everybody got something to advise. Uh, at the end of the day, if somebody's perfect, they might be named Jesus. So I, I don't know. But for what he's been able to do in the octagon for 15 years and nobody's beaten him, he's gotten belt out the belt and getting knocked off for stuff that he's done outside of the octagon. The only person he's beating is himself, <laughs> unless he don't come in there prepared. And I don't think Stipe's the guy to get him. I, I don't think it can happen because it's a fight. You know, things can happen. Styles make fights. But I feel like if they both are on their A game, I feel a, a big deficit or, or favoritism toward John Jones and watching Stipe be the underdog in that fight, especially been inactive just as long or, or nearly as long as John Jones. But it's more in the bag for uh, John Jones that I think is a threat towards Stipe. But I do agree. Card, but he didn't win the Reyes fight. He, Ray, Reyes got the better of him that day. Which which fight are you talking about? Reyes versus. Dominic Grass against John Jones. John, Dominic Grass really outfought him that day. And then I thought, I thought when Reyes fought him as close as it was, I thought Reyes was ready to start taking over this this division at two hundred five. And then 
he ended up getting beat the next time he came out. But the the, the fight that he put up against John Jones uh, was was a very very good fight, and I'm not sure that John Jones won. He won on the scorecard. I give him his props. He wins the fight, but I'm I'm not sure I'm not sure that he should have won that fight. And that was a unanimous decision uh, three years ago. Uh, I understand. So if three just one judge would have felt your way, no, like like we're, I don't I don't have the numbers. Of what it were if in a five round was it like it had to have been fifty to what forty five? I think it was like if that's numbers, right? I think so. That's what the scores were. Seven across the board. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I got to see that. I want to see the scores of that. But even still, because Dominic Reyes isn't in the discussion no more. You don't hear of him. Like, when's the last fight that he had? That this is a three year ago belt. That, that's my point. You the goat. You're supposed to be able. You're supposed to be able to dominate that guy. And and I'm not saying he's not the the other name you got to throw out there when he was in his prime. Anderson, you mentioned GSP, Anderson Silva in his prime too, and he just you know finally at the very end, he uh you know Father Time's undefeated. But you know those those are the guys on the men's side that you got to at least put in the conversation. But like I said, beat Stipe and then get this thing right and beat Ngannou, and then we could definitely you know we can definitely crown him. I think. Uh, I think you know ability wise and whatever else, um, there's there's not been one better than than John Jones. So you know hopefully he got he gets himself right. He's ready to uh, you know put all that all the stuff from from the past behind him, and and really solidify his status. So there's other fighters in the world that have had difficult fights where people felt like other fighters have won the fight. They don't hold that greatest against them. Let's look at Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali has lost several fights. He's had fights that he's won that people question, right? Would you hold that against Muhammad Ali? <clears throat> no, man. But I, okay, I, hold on. I'm not done. I'm going to keep, keep going because I want to get past this. I want to get past because it's a lie. What about Floyd Mayweather? He he lost a fight to Castillo. A lot of people think he also lost to Maidana, but he's in the discussion of being a GOAT too, right? Yeah, you're right. Okay, so this stuff happens. People are going to bring their best game up against the best contenders. Like, this is obviously the same way I look at how – and I'm not a big golf fan. I'm not going to lie to people. I'm not a big golf fan. I follow with Tiger, even though Tiger – put me in a different mindset when stuff started happening later in his career. But when Tiger would approach a course, everybody's level stepped up because Tiger was out there. Everybody got better while Tiger was out there. This is the same realm in every different sport. Like, this is competition. People are going to step up to the court. They're not going to bow down to him. Everybody going to fight their last fight. You put Reyes in this, Reyes lost his last four fights. He didn't fight since November last year and got knocked out. Got knocked out by Ryan Spann. He got knocked out by Yuri Protas, like and Jan Blakovich. Like these guys that he's getting beat by. I want to see them fight John Jones, and if that's the case, and I don't think they'll move up to heavyweight. And John Jones took care of business in light heavyweight. So like for now, I think you could try to contest the, the Anderson Silva situation, but the way Anderson Silva's career ended in the octagon, it, it hurt me to see him like that, especially after he broke the the lower half of his leg up against uh, Chris uh, Weidman. Um, and, and couldn't really figure that situation out after that. Um, and then it, it just turned into a, a circus and with him boxing up against uh, Jake Paul and stuff. It's like, no, Anderson Silva like kind of diminished what he brought into that situation. Not to say that he was not one of the more dangerous fighters in the octagon, but definitely something that is like wide. Like, 
and he was fighting late in his career, just, I guess, to more or less line the pockets instead of legacy-wise because a lot of the, the fights he had were not as, you know, blockbuster instead of lackluster, if you will. I don't, I don't feel like it had that pop like it used to when he was on top of the game. Um, nevertheless, I do have a caller in queue. Um, I don't know if you're ready. Calling out of the 917. Welcome to the brunch. What's your name and what's on your mind this morning? It's your boy, Masai, back in the building, checking if the grill is still cooking. I see it's still still some stuff on the grill. What's going on? It's been a long time. Okay, Ron, I'm, I'm in here. Um, Your thoughts on the discussion? You know, I don't know if you did if you did see the fight or hear about the situation last night. I do want to get away from it because there's a lot of stuff, March, that I want to get yeah, into. Yeah, but you, you, go ahead. You you know what, Jones? Everyone has their vices, right? But the thing is, it's like boxing. You have to, when big fights, you need two. And when one guy you can't trust if he's going to fail a test before or after, it's more selfish. So he likes self-wrecked super fights because I'm waiting to see if it's going to be a failed drug test on Monday. You know, after all this, it's, it's not like Lawrence Taylor Cadello's a team sport. Team sports, you're a superstar, but this is definitely, he's self-wrecked several situations and remember he came in on top 22 years old 23 23 his run was as long as Andrew Silva but you don't know what you're going to hear on Monday you don't know when you booked that fight right before the fight he just he failed to test or just disappeared it's just an enigma of bone Jones. bone Jones. so I don't blame for not getting this right, because you see with all the great fighters, when they come to Dana White, they fight for their money, then they fall off, so I I, I get it. Jones team takes takes his, you know, in between for his vices and comes right back. That's that's kind of what he does. Eventually, it's it's not going to work, but it's working now. But you know why I'm here for the girl. You see them New York Bakers, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, chill out, chill out, chill out, chill out, chill out, chill out. One at a time. Stop, stop, stop. Don't do that. Stop. Don't stop. Don't do that. Don't do that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't do those. Don't mess up the. <laughs> That's bad that you do that. You got to be patient, bro. I get it. Man. You like you, you, you like the little kid. You like the little kid at Thanksgiving that run up on grandma. Grandma, let me taste that. And it's like she snuck you to school. Like, well, you got to relax. You got to relax. Oh, okay. So, so, um, but, but yes, you know, as you can see, you can see big fight. You understand? It might be an issue with him wanting top pay, and if Dane already having issues with someone who already left the UFC, like you said, like Chandler said, this seems pre-cooked. This is like Vince McMahon giving some mankind the belt or some nonsense like that when the real champ is still out there. Well, hopefully they can work it out. I, I agree. I, I said it as soon as Chandler said it. I do agree because I don't want to see Francis lose his situation due to financial dispute. I, I don't feel like that was cool. I feel like John should fight him. And what, if he comes back, does he hand over the belt and then go get the belt back? Like, like the, Or is he the champ hanging on to the belt and then see if Francis could take it off his waist? Like, however the situation sets up, it does set up for a money situation for UFC. That's that's respectively so. I, I don't like the way that the business side of UFC is taking place in the situation. But this is Dana White, man. This is how Dana White does it. it I forget which fight that happened recently. And he was like, oh, if I put this belt around your waist in front of these people, they're going to go crazy, so on and so forth. He's, he's doing this because he's a, a businessman at the end of the day, but uh, uh, a money tycoon at the end of the day, too. I can't 
knock him for his hustle, but this is a billion-dollar industry that he's in front of. Okay, so we do have a lot to jump into. Of course, you already hear them, and I wanted to go last on NBA, but I'm going to get it out of the way first because I already have them, the New Yorkers in the building. Um, hey, 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 so, Mr. New Yorkers. Hold, hold on, hold on, slow down. You you ain't do too much damage. Hold on, slow slow down one at a time, one at a time. Okay, so I'll get into the scores and start moving around the NBA as best as I can um, from the games that took place last night. Um, and it is interesting, too, because uh, the other side of the city is the one thing I am worried about. Do they stay in the midst of the hunt uh, in the Eastern Conference? So uh, first game I have is the Toronto Raptors beat the Washington Wizards 116-109. to 109. Van Fleet goes off for 25 points and 10 assists. Porzingis, the former Nick, had 22 points and 11 rebounds. And a losing effort. Um, I hope that he could get his career turned around somehow, some way, man. It's just a, a sad situation that he's in Washington having to try to turn this around. And I'm wondering if the the, the uh, Raptors can uh, be relevant in postseason talk, but I doubt that they make it. They too much injury, uh, too many bad things have happened at this point in time. They're sitting at 32 and 33. They may be able to make a jump. The next game I have is the Cleveland Cavaliers beat the Pistons 114 to 90 in which uh, Marvin Bagley III had a 20-point, 13-rebound night with three blocks, and Darius Garland had 21 points and seven assists. The next matchup I have is the Miami Heat win at home up against the Atlanta Hawks, 117-109. to uh, Clint Capella has 16 points and 13 rebounds. Bam Adebayo has a 30-point night with 11 rebounds. Bam finally goes off. Uh, the Rockets win a game finally up against the San Antonio Spurs, winning this game 122-110. to uh, Easton puts up a 20-point night uh, in a winning effort, and Graham has a 28-point night in a losing effort for the Spurs in San Antonio. The next matchup I have is the night, the matchup of the night. The Philadelphia 76ers go into Milwaukee and stop the 15-game winning streak, winning this matchup 133-130. to 130. Uh, I'm going to do this in reverse. Drew Holiday had 26 points and 13 assists in a losing effort. James Harden finally came back out of nowhere. I don't know where the beard was, but he's back, at least in this matchup. 38 points, 9 rebounds, and 10 assists, and MB play. So it's tough to see him finally get up his big number that we were used to seeing a while ago. Um, but he's still going to get you a good 22, solid 22. But right now, if, if he's playing like this in the latter part of the season, this is effective for Philly. Hopefully they're ready to make the push. Last but not least, out of the, the games from yesterday, the Minnesota Timberwolves win their game on the road up against the Sacramento Kings, stopping their streak out there as well while the Kings were making things happen in the Western Conference. 138 to 134, uh, Anderson has an 18-point night, nine assists and seven rebounds in a winning effort, and DeMontis Sabonis goes off for 24 and 14 in a losing effort in Sacramento. And um, if you have not been paying attention, the Kings have been playing good ball, uh, respectively. So both the Kings and the Bucks have been streaking heavily uh in the nba now i'm not going to get away from it because i know these guys are chopping at the bit or at least one of them because i haven't seen this guy in so long because i know he couldn't wait to like spread his wings but he didn't come in here when the jets you know started falling apart but i ain't even gonna i ain't gonna do that i ain't gonna do that so um the, wait the first before i get into that right this is i say in the other side of the uh the borough or not the borough the city is brooklyn um Brooklyn is still in the top six. I still feel they may fall out of it. 
but this in that 35 and 28 right now. But ahead of them is the team that plays in Manhattan, 38-27 Knicks. These guys are on an eight-game winning streak and putting it together. Um, do we give credit to the talent or Coach Thibodeau on this team? But respectfully, let me get through this. Milwaukee sitting at first place in the East, 45-18. and 18. They have eclipsed Boston. Boston is at 45-19. and 19. They're up by half a game. The Sixers are 41-22. Four games back, the Cleveland Cavaliers are 40 and 26. Six and a half back, the Knicks are 38 and 27. Eight games back in Brooklyn, like I said, they're two games behind the Knicks at 35 to 28. Ten games back from first place. Seven places, the Heat, the Hawks, the Pit, the Raptors. Excuse me. So the Raptors are still in the play-in, and the Wizards, no less. Oh wow, they are in the play-in at this point in time. Hopefully, they could hang in there. But, and I don't think a team below them threatens them to get to Chicago. Maybe. Depends on what Chicago we see, especially getting the news from Lonzo that Lonzo's out, so that's why they've been trying to get guards in to help Chicago out. But um, the Wizards are in the play-in picture at this point in time. Um, I want to see how you guys feel. Let's let's talk a little New York. Let's let's go to Brooklyn first and save the best for last with the Knicks streaking, winning eight straight. Can they make this better? Can they get into the top four? Can they catch? Cleveland. Cleveland has to buy a game and a half. Uh, either way, if they catch them or not, this will probably look like the 4-5 or five matchup in the playoffs. Um, I'll come to you first on this one, Chandler. Your thoughts as you are the resident Knicks fan, too. I'll, I'll give you and Ron, a.k.a. Messiah, to talk on this one. Your thoughts on Brooklyn and then the Knicks. I'll let you go Brooklyn first. Well, as I said when, when everything went down, um, this is essentially – and and I think a little a little more athletic version of the team they had with Kenny Atkinson. I like this team. Um, are they going to go far in the playoffs? No. Um, can they win a series? Depending on where they where they where they fall in that, they could. I think. Or are they going to give somebody a hard way to go in the series? But I think they'll be in. They'll be in around six. Um, I like what they got. I like the young players. I like the talent. So. All in all, considering the nonsense that's been going on there, you got a coach, you got a good coach, you got a lot of good young talent, you got guys who are going to play hard, going to play defense, who can shoot, space the floor. So, so I actually like what Brooklyn has right now. Like I said, I, you you know that I was a proponent of them breaking that team up when they went and did all that nonsense with KD, Kyrie, Harden, and, and DeAndre Jordan and, and Bibbidi Bobby Boo. So. I thought they should have kept that team together. So I like what they got. They just added Nerlens Noel. He'll be hurt in about a week, but for the week that he plays, he'll help. <laughs> um, <laughs> listen, he's a walking injury. It is what it is. Um, but, yeah, I, I kind of like what Brooklyn has done. I like, like what they're doing. I, I like the fact that they don't quit in games, you know, and they, they give max effort all the time. So, you know, you can't be mad at that. Um, you want me to talk Knicks or, or or let somebody else talk Nets? No, no, go, go, go. You you got it. I want you to talk about the Knicks. I'm I'm doing all in New York City. I want the the Nets first Knicks. and then the Knicks second. I'm trying to say, yep. You know how I feel. Um, they are a middle of the pack team, and if that is satisfactory for some Knicks fans, I can't rock with you. I want a team that's a perennial contender, not a team that might win one series and then get bounced in the next round. That's not good enough. It's not. Um, I don't like the fact that you gave up a first-round pick for Josh Hart. Yeah, he's helping. You gave up a first-round pick for Josh Hart. 
But you didn't want to give up that same first round pick for Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. I don't. So you are a middle of the pack team. If that's good enough for Nick fans, then then I don't understand that because I'm tired of barely squeaking into the playoffs. I'm tired of maybe winning a series and then that's it. I want to see a perennial contender. This team is not built to be a perennial contender. They're built to be a 6, 7, or 8 seed, depending on how they play, depending on whether Julius Randle decides he wants to actually, you know, play or pout. And that goes from moment to moment. So, yeah, I, I can't get excited about a, about a meh team. And that's what they are, they're meh. They're meh. You know, Brunson, great. Brunson's not going to win your championship. And if the goal is to win a championship, this ain't it. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go after everybody. And then, Ron, your thoughts on this situation. Brooklyn first and then Knicks. I, I want to get the whole city involved. Brooklyn, like I said, they've gotten more stars than the Knicks have in 20 years. So I'm going to leave this before I get into the Knicks. They got a lot of pieces, but they're going to find out, just like everyone else in the league, you need there's only very few guys, and the and the Nets actually had two of them guys, actually three of them guys at one point, but they laid them the keys to the organization. They ran into the ground and burned it. <laughs> so now you start from scratch, and they don't have their picks because Houston have them. Kind of remind me of the other team that we're about to talk about how they used to do things, but they never gotten the stars. So they're in a conundrum where they can't blow it up because they don't have their pick. So they're going to have to do what they did a few years ago with Kenny Axon. Hurry up and develop, let them play, and let the coach coach them up. The problem is when you get superstars, you can't coach them up, telling you what GM they want. they telling you what coach you want, and you gave them their day man. Hey, San Diego Jordan. Okay, we'll trade Jerome Allen. What did that get you? So Brooklyn, like I said, they – like I said, they had their two shots. Now they got to rebuild. They've done it twice already, even after the Boston deal. Technically, Dame Dollar is in Portland when, remember that trade when they was trying to get mellow? They decided to trade. They know they, they trade their first round pick, and it turned into Dame Dollar for Portland. <laughs> you know, so we've seen the Nets get guys in, but they're not the Knicks. And we talk about the Knicks. You tired of sneaking in the playoffs? The problem is the Knicks haven't snuck in the playoffs. The problem is the Knicks haven't been a six seed. So what you see is the building blocks. If you watched all year, I could name seven losses if they've been able to get long rebounds or hit free throws. They could easily been in the top three. We're not going to talk about the Dallas debacle up nine with a minute to go with Luka. We're not going to talk about the long rebound against Portland and this guy hits the three to go into overtime. There's at least six losses, but they should have either – and you talk about with a number three guy who they overpaid, the Knicks is in this position because of R.J. Barrett. If he was to develop, and I kept telling him they should have got rid of him two years ago, they didn't want to listen. Oh, he's 20. Oh, he's 21. Now the whole thing is he's 22. <laughs> They're poised to finally get the guy to help them get him over. Before, you can't – it's hard to get the guy. This is the NBA. This is not baseball. We can just sign a whole bunch of kids and help, and help them, a few of them come through. In basketball, you only get very few guys. I don't know who's doing the scouting in New York. I don't know who's telling you to take Frank Nelkino instead of Donovan Mitchell in the draft. 
or K.J. Alexander instead of Kevin Knox or even one of the Bridges. So that's the nonsense they've been overcoming. They draft late in the last two years, good. They played Grimes. He's developed. They developed quickly. The problem is Randall is putting up numbers, and so now Obi is only getting 10 to 12 minutes. But everyone knows he can play. So unlike in years past, you're not swinging for the fences with Elder Payton as your point guard. It's a little different. So you get to see that difference in Randall when he ain't got to bring it up to everyone up and score. You got two guys now. You got to get rid of RJ and get the other piece. Now you poised to put on a pick. And yeah, they gave a, a first round pick. They got 12. <laughs> they got 12. Hart fit exactly. Watch them games. He's getting them long rebounds and them stops they wasn't getting before when other teams about to make the run. That's why they're on the street. The Knicks has always been up 15, 20 points. Team come back. They don't get the long rebound. They don't get the extra stop. And the other guys has been knocking them shots down. The Heat game is a perfect example. They up, up, all right, other team come back, get the extra stop. They've lost several games not off long rebounds. Hart gets those rebounds and pushes it. So even if they get to the second round this year, hopefully, you know, they play the Cavs. And I don't want to see Donovan Mitchell in the first round, but people forget, Brunson knocked out Donovan Mitchell last year. <laughs> okay, they built it right, and they still got young pieces, and nobody has a crazy contract except RJ. This is what you want. You off season, you package and make the next move. So yes, this is what you want. This is how you build. This is not you're not going to get a top three pick and hit one guy that's going to come in and do it. Perils doing in Orlando. So it's not. It's never happened. So they got they built what they have, and they finally got the point guard. So now Randall don't have to come up set everyone. He don't have to be LeBron. He could do what he's doing right now. So if everybody's screaming they want winners, you know, the last time the New York Knicks has been a winner. See, when they had Pat, they never really could get the number two guy. So right now they poised to take the next step even to this offseason. Finish this season strong. If they can catch Cleveland and get a fourth spot, that will be great. I put out a good dish. I got New York going back and forth. They're split. I like it. I have another New Yorker in the building calling out of the 917. Welcome to the brunch. Good morning. Yo, good morning. This is David calling from Connecticut. Yo, I, I love this subject because I work at the Barclays Center with the Nets. And, you know, the Nets, they're fun. Like, I like the, 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 the squad. I like the guys. They got a good attitude. They came in, you know, they got traded for superstars. You know, Spencer had already been here, and they, you know they 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 pop a lot of a lot of noise. I like the way Claxton pops a lot of noise about the Knicks, about you know this and that. They're they're a good like scrappy squad. They're definitely not built for for anything long though. I mean, I don't think that they're gonna they're gonna even hold the the the, the regular spot. I think that they'll fall into playing it at best. But with that being said, oh man, it's nice to talk about my Knicks around this time of year and, and be and be so positive. The one thing I wanted to say though that a lot of people I think are forgetting is, yes, I agree with the last guy. We we did screw up with not getting rid of RJ when his stock was high. Absolutely, I was one of the people. I'll eat my words. I was one of the people that didn't want to lose RJ in the off season. I'll admit it. And now it's like, well, we missed out when his stock was high. I get it. But that being said, Leon Rose is why the Knicks are where they are right now. 
The Knicks are the, where they are right now, because, not because of Thibodeau. Everyone wants to say Thibodeau. Thibodeau was, was ready to screw this the whole thing up with fourth quarter crumbling, with playing Deuce McBride. It's like, dude, I, I understand Deuce killed it in the G League. He was not doing it, though. And it's like, but, but, but Thibs loved him, wanted to give him minutes. Leon fixed that for him by giving him Josh Hart and giving him basically no choice by the way Josh Hart has been playing. So it's like, this this team has been built by the front office. They gave us the chance. They have brought us here, and I absolutely have confidence in the Knicks' ability to win the, in the first round, if not more. Beating a team like the Bucks, beating a team like like the Celtics, that's not going to happen this year, I don't think. But yeah, I definitely think we could we can make a little push. It's getting interesting. Two against one. I like it. I like it. Okay, so, Mike, your thoughts on the Battle of New York right now, Brooklyn first and then the Knicks, and then I'll go because I got some stuff to say about both of these teams. So, looking at Brooklyn, I think the future is bright there if they can figure out whatever these front office issues, whatever the issues were that were making these stars really – malcontents in that organization because everybody wanted out. You know, they go get the stars and all of them wanted out of there. And I don't know if it's upper management. I don't know 100% what all the causes are behind behind that, but they need to make sure they get their own house clean because you got a lot of young players. Cam Thomas is a walking bucket. You got all these young guys you traded for, this team has the really has something to build off of. And as of right now, I would argue has a much brighter future than the team across town. But first things first, they need to figure out whatever was in the front office that was really turning off these stars. And they need to get that right. Um, do I think it, they, I think their ceiling is the sixth seed. They could end up falling into the plan, but I think the sixth seed is the ceiling. I think they can give somebody a decent series. And, I mean, you're going to have to play to beat them because this team does hustle. And I respect uh, Ojak Vaughn as a coach. So I I think that uh, they have a chance to be a tough out, but I don't really expect them to get out of the first round. Now, the Knicks are playing a little bit above their heads right now. Um, I'm impressed with the winning streak that I'm seeing from them. Uh, and they they've beaten some really good teams in this streak too, so it's not like they're they're just beating up on like the bottom of the league. Um, so as a whole, they're playing some good basketball right now. I don't I don't know. There's something about the Knicks that has really made it difficult for them to get any big time free agents and to really bring any star power to that roster. Uh, but I agree with uh, Chandler's comments before. Um, you know, the Madison Square Garden is supposedly the mecca of basketball. So, uh, you know, the the Knicks should not be content with being a five seed. And I don't know that they could beat Cleveland in the first round, to be honest with you. But the Knicks should be able, like Knicks fans, expect perennial contenders and with the roster designed the way it is right now, um, I don't see how they're going to get to that point. 
Cleveland hasn't looked scary since the beginning of the season. Let's be honest. I'll probably go there. I'm about to get there because I, I don't I don't agree with half of what he said. First and foremost, um, with yeah, Brooklyn, is talking Cleveland. This is nuts. Yeah, yeah. Um, first first and foremost with uh, with Brooklyn. Hold on, hold on. First and foremost with Brooklyn. Um, the interesting thing about them, they did lose Harden first, then they lost Kyrie and Kevin Durant basically within the same week. I don't really feel like they lost that much. They lost the star power. I don't think they'll be as potent as they were supposed to be this season. But they still are a team that you have to contend with. Um, Mikael Bridges just lit somebody the heck up. This dude has been to an NBA final and was a big piece for that Suns run when they were there. And also Cam Johnson coming there, too, from that same Phoenix team that is a good player also. So these guys could fit the bill. I don't know. Brooklyn, Brooklyn is actually set up for success in the future. But I think the way that the Knicks put it together, they I disagree with you. The the Knicks are better set up for the future than the, the uh, Brooklyn Nets at this point in time. The Nets need way more pieces than what they have right now, but they are a good team that you have to finish. You're not just going to win by paper championship value. That's the one thing about Brooklyn that I do respect is that they are still playing how they were playing. Like if KD or Kyrie were still injured, they're still contending. They they are still above 500 at this point in time. So I don't disrespect what they, they are doing at this point in time. The situation around the the Cavalier Knicks situation, and they're sitting behind Cleveland only by within two games situation. Cleveland, especially the lineage of uh, Donovan Mitchell, Spider's an awesome player, right? But Spider has a tough time up against big guards. If he if he can't get this done this year, especially with Brunson back in his face again, when do the questions start popping around Spider? at this point in time. And I I think that they're going to have to do their work with Mobley, Jared Allen. Are these guys really built for the postseason right now while the Knicks had Julius Randle chasing something right now? And the likes of everybody here talking about the front office, y'all got to give Thibodeau some credit right now. You have to. They're streaking. That, that front office could only bring the players, and he has to put them in at the right time to make this happen. A lot of people said that New York was so mad at Thibodeau because he wouldn't get – Cam Reddish in the game. They move Cam Reddish. They get Hart there. They're off and running. The Knicks are off and running, and, and they look potent as hell with that move. So was Thibodeau wrong? Like I, I get it. Cam Reddish has a, a, a world of talent at the end of the day, but it, it's working. It's working at this point in time. One of my coworkers that I work with, because I work in an accounting firm, and um, he said, I want to see how you guys feel about it. The Knicks will win the Eastern Conference this year. How do y'all feel about that? I couldn't wait for all y'all to spill y'all guts on that. <laughs> all right, yeah. Come on now. Come on. Listen, listen, listen. He's a New Yorker. He's in and out of the city every day. But he, gave, he gave me reasons on how and why. I want to see how you no, guys feel about no. it. I'm going to address, like I'm gonna address how he Taylor, go ahead. Hello, oh, Taylor. I'm off this. Go ahead. Bing bong. He's smoking crack. He's smoking crack. The Knicks ain't winning no damn East. Okay? They're not better than Boston. They're not better than Milwaukee. They're not, they're not remotely. They're not remotely better than the, than the Philly, Boston, or Milwaukee. Not remotely. Oh, and by the way, um... At a certain point, you can't keep playing the same six guys. You have to actually use your bench, which is something Thibodeau doesn't do. Okay, let's let's just go by position by position. Who's going to stop Embiid on the Knicks? 
Nobody. Who's going to stop Giannis? Nobody. Or you say, okay, well, Randall can match Tatum. Who's matching Jalen Brown? It, it, it's, listen, I'm a real fan of my not, and, and not, I get East, but they've beaten them teams already this year, but this series is different. I hope that was that's exactly. the that said series that. is that's different. That's all I'm going to say. I said yeah, that. Yeah, series that's what is I mean. different. I'm just super yeah, yeah. supervised you said that. <laughs> they they, 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 they give it now. Come on. Wait, they give they've given Bucks the tough they gave they've given them a tough game. They beaten the Sixers. They are playing they also just beat the Celtics too and got wasn't they kicked out the game. Tatum got kicked out the game too. So they are yeah, able to do the old right. basketball. Hold oh on. The old, they're able to play like old Knicks basketball. This is when I could stand it, Nick. Is when they could get into a player's mind and mess up his game. Like when they used to do that to Chicago, you have Mason and Oakley and all of them that could bother Mike and them, get them out of the game. The Knicks are still a game. They have that moxie right now, and they have talent. They have talent right now in the Knicks. RJ is your only reason why you guys are picking on the Knicks. Everybody said RJ, RJ, RJ. If that's the only thing that's holding the Knicks up, we can sit him. They, they can sit him out. No, and, it's and, not. This guy made me see the difference in what the Knicks are bringing right now with Thibodeau making the change. Well, well the front office bringing him heart. Comparison to what Cam Reddish did, and I don't know what he's seen. And Cam Reddish, like Cam Reddish, wasn't ready to play for the Knicks or something. But right now, if these guys win two more games, they're on a double-digit win streak, and that's a big game that they just won in Miami at the buzzer. This gets this team to really to believe right now. I can't believe that the I am talking Knicks basketball. The haven't lost and, since and, the heart and, trade. We haven't lost since the heart trade. I'm trying to tell them something. Oh. I'm trying to tell them something. Okay. So, so, I've been watching them all season. The thing is. But I'm going to be real quick with this. The thing is, when the Knicks are going on, they, their margin for error is very small. They have to play a certain way. I broke up five heartbreak losses alone, the nine-second, up nine, I mean 13. Even with the Bucks, they was up 13 points for three minutes, lost that at home. They couldn't win at home. There was little – the winning plays, Hart is making the winning plays. But going forward, to be to be a top team, you need three Guys, right now they have two. They kept banking on all to be the three because they, they didn't want to give three. up the pick. They have three. They have three. They have Hart. No, they have Brunson. They, they have two. No, Hart is Hart. Oh, my God. Guy. Stop. Hart is not the number three guy. He's a guy when you have a winning team, he's a part of it. He's not the three guy. They need the third they guy. They haven't they lost since he got there. They have hey, Hart is a dream on green. green. Hart, Hart is a dream on green. credit for the win streak. He is a Draymond Green. Draymond Green is a third guy, and Hart is a third guy. Hart is not the oh third my guy. God. He's not. Oh, my God. He's not. He's not. What are you talking about? Why do you think he's – Listen. This is why people start jumping out the door. Y'all start getting crazy. He's yep. – Y'all peace when you're winning. He's there. Still need the third guy. And when you give RJ that extension at a, to be petty because you're arguing with the Jazz and you try to put a poison pill and you poison yourself – that's why it's on RJ. His game has not improved. You're going to get Boston, like you said, Tatum and Jalen. RJ has to be the factor on a consistent basis, and he's not. So Hart is the cover-up. Now he don't have to sit up there and watch RJ go 6-19 or 6-25 because he don't want to play Cam Reddish. He could throw Hart in, and that's why RJ's been sitting in the fourth quarter. And have we not seen Julius Randle in the playoffs? Guy. 
Have we not but seen he didn't have a guard. I mean, yes, because now he has okay. a guard. You can't stack three guys Look. on him now like before. He has a guard He still now. takes bad we'll shots. I ain't going to go back to we'll still He has a takes, guard. Okay, he still That's takes bad shots. Everyone takes some okay. crazy shots. Everybody takes some crazy shots. You told about Taylor. Taylor don't take some crazy shots. <laughs> He won. He won Julius the game Randall. on that shot the other night. Julius like, Randle. Okay, yes, yeah, that was a that was a lucky three. That was a lucky Randle is part of it. Went down. You know I'm not yeah, dealing it, with it, the it rationality of Knicks fans. The Knicks are it not. He has the guy. He has the guy. They are not going to win the East. They are not. I've been a Knicks fan for 50 years. I understand the rationality. Without wow, you're really going out and saying that one. Wait, so but what did they Randall do win the East? The Wait, hold on. What did they do win the East? What What if they're in the Eastern Conference Final and you three are sitting here goofing around thinking that it's some game and the Knicks are for real? Then I will kiss Tom Thibodeau's ass at center court. Damn. Oh, Tom. 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 This I was just saying, the part time MSG, I'll probably be working the games because baseball will have started by then. Yeah, no, no, no. The success will be getting the second round, and then it's off season. Go get the third guy. Move RJ, move some of them picks, and go get the third guy. Now you can do that because the building blocks is there. The foundation is there now. They didn't have foundation before. They were just swinging. LeBron's going to sign for us. What was LeBron? What was LeBron sign with? It was dysfunction everywhere in New York. Do I got to bring up Isaiah Thomas? Do I got to bring up Stephon Marbury, expansion interns, and Anika's sexual harassment, law students, Dolan, Bannon, fans, and all this other craziness? It's solid foundation now. <laughs> Come on, man. My, my, my mother went to Brooklyn twice. <laughs> twice. Come on, man. But this is, this is what on, you're man. not – this is what you're used to. You're used to seeing this dysfunction. The Knicks are actually doing it better now. Like, you're not even giving them a chance to turn this over. You don't – wait, hold on, Ron. No. Hold on. You just can't keep talking to people. Stop, stop. Stop doing that. Stop doing that. You got to listen, bro. Listen to comprehension and then be able to respond, bro. Listen, you're not used to seeing this. It's working in New York right now. Since they made that trade, they have not lost, like I mentioned, and Dave seconded it. They are playing better basketball right now. Whether you like it right now or not, Mike tried to say that they're beating the lower half of the league. No, they're not. They're beating top half of the league team. They beat Boston. Boston was sitting atop the Eastern Conference at the point in time. I could care less on what happened if Tatum got kicked out. They still beat a team that got to the freaking finals last year. Y'all got to accept what's going on right now. This ain't the prison of the moment. No, accept that. This is talking about what's happening right Hold on, hold on, hold on. I said they're not just beating up the bottom half of the league. They just beat Boston and some other teams. That's what I said. They beat Philly too. This is at least in the Eastern Conference. I'm sorry. Hey, 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 they are going into people's cribs and taking their goods out the cupboard. They putting their feet up on your, your coffee tables and winning. The Knicks are doing this right now on the road. They are. It ain't just the guards. Let them start. Let them wait. Hold on. Excuse me. Let them start turning it around in the middle of Manhattan. Let them start winning effective games at home. Not just doing it on the road and beat people. If they make home home Wakanda, people are in trouble. People are in trouble. Y'all don't have to worry about the Knicks. Y'all not used to this right now, but it's happening in front of y'all. They are chasing the fourth seat right now. They may end up getting a home court advantage first round at least. 
at least. They got some chasing to do to catch three, two, and one. I doubt they get there. But the Cavaliers are definitely within the realm of catching them right now. Like, we, that, that's agree. Uh, we agree. We agree. But to say Hart's the third guy, like, come on. <laughs> come on. What's wrong with Hart? Like, you're laughing. Like, tell me why Hart's not the guy they've been winning. Hart is with you need okay, so if you need him, he's the guy. Wait, if you need him, wait, I don't get that. Don't mean he's not the guy, but you need him. Don't make him James Worthy. Don't make him James Worthy with Magic and Kareem. Slow down. Slow down. See, see, this is what happens. This is what happens to the NBA these, these days. <laughs> Guys like Kevin Durant and LeBron James made all experts on podcasts think that you need three superstars to do anything. You know what I mean? And this is so okay, sad. The Knicks aren't going to succumb to that nonsense. Three. We're not going to just go out and, and beg for another superstar. We're going to build it from the inside out like we did the uh, last time we did it, even though it was before I was born, and I never saw it. I'm about to say, you're saying the last time. The Knicks has never done it. What are you talking about? You call them a Walt Frazier? No, they only had 16 teams in the league. What are you talking about? Stop it. It still happened. Don't act like it didn't happen. It happened. It might have been before it I was born, like but it still happened. The finals wasn't even live back then. It was tape delayed. Come on, man. Look at how heated up the kitchen. That's all you got to do is talk about these niggas, and they doing good. I just want to see them do it. But if they get to the second round, I want to see all three yes. of them. I want them front and center. Yes. Front and center. And then, and then, and then if they, get, if, they push, if they get three wins in that second series, I want y'all all to give Thibodeau credit mm-hmm. to push the envelope to at least threaten for Eastern Conference Finals because they could be on their way. This could be very interesting. <laughs> what story is better in the East right now? Right now in the Eastern Conference, what's better? Giannis is hurt. Uh, Boston is dealing with issues right now, especially with Jalen Brown being injured, wearing the mask and stuff. But we're, I, don't, I don't think it's, it's knocked the game off too much. Um, but I think Boston is definitely another team that they got to be concerned with. Um, Philly, I, I don't Any believe in, in Philly. I, I, I don't believe in Philly until Philly can show me they could play in the latter part or the middle portion of, of May. If they could play like that, then I'll give Philly credit. But it's something about Embiid and Harden. That's not like they play great. At, they play if Doc don't if Doc don't get to an Eastern Conference Finals, <laughs> I don't know how they hang on to him. I don't know how they hang on to him. That's I Doc. don't know. But if that's a long call for them, because I don't think Philly will get to an Eastern Conference Final. But he's no, he's falling everywhere he's gone except in Boston with that one championship run. But they they got to make me a believer. That's what I feel with Philly right now. They they got rid of pieces and kept them. But he was just talking the other day like everybody's more worried about Maxi Harden and B. They still got Harris and the others too that he was giving credit to. Doc has to make that work. But the Knicks are the success story right now in the East. Who has a better run than them at this point in time in the last ten games? It's the Knicks. So and this I is at the right it. time where they're supposed to be gelling. Where they're supposed to be gelling at this, they only there's only a month left of basketball in the league. Only a month. Then it will be in the middle of playoffs in a month and like six days. And you said they're going on a road now. If MB don't, don't, you know, get real far this year, yeah, he's getting traded. No question. Who, MB's getting traded? Yeah, I think so. If, if they don't do it this year, no, no, like, they will not. I think there's, there's no. been buzz about that. There are, everyone's already talking about who he's going to get traded to if they don't do anything. You know what I mean? People are saying the Knicks. Hey, hey, leave MB. Um, Let's be. We Please just stop. try to get to the second round. Let's be. 
Please, please, but let's, let's get to the season. Can we get to the season? We already traded people. Like, come on. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just, I'm just saying that because you brought up the Sixers and and yeah, the Sixers, their their time is about up. If they don't, if like seriously, right. like how many, how many times have, like you you said it? You know what I mean? Like I'm just, I'm just disagreeing with you. You know what I mean? So you say the process is rebuild the process again? You want to go through the pro- oh, no. rebuilding oh, the process? Of the process? Is, you really want to go through that? Pro- you know, and it's sad because he might be. I, I'm the one who's been saying he should be. He should be winning MVP. It's like this, what this guy is doing, but it's like it's sad. I mean, it's, sometimes a player doesn't work in a in a system, and and you got to blow it up. You know, I mean, even if he is one of the best players, if not the best center in the league, you don't get in beef like that. This is not the NFL, man. You just. You don't get in beat. They should have kept Butler number one. I say first mistake. They should have kept Butler. They kept Harrison's bed. Yeah, I know that was. A, yeah. We gave Harris thirty million. He's making all Jay Barrett money. Yeah, this is this is what it takes. All I got. This is all I got to do is to get them right. Talk about, I know you guys started, talk about you started this talking about the Nets. I'm excited, really excited, as someone who worked with these guys for the last year. To see this this early game, I know not to switch to the West Coast, but the West Conference, but this early game against the two former with the two former Nets going at it, that's going to be a fun one. And also with the Embiid, I I, I beg to differ. Embiid is the future for the Sixers. They can't get rid of him because then they'll have to do all this all over again. This is this would be the process 2.0 if they get rid of Embiid. That means Simmons is gone. He's gone. Every every piece in the duration of that process is gone if they get rid of Embiid next season because he didn't get far this season. I think they'll move other pieces like Tobias and them before they get rid of Joel Embiid. Just like you said, he's an MVP talk. Why would they get rid of an MVP candidate like that? Not at this point in time. Well, he still at least has a solid six to eight years in front of him at least. Like he, he hasn't even buried himself in the paint and gotten old in the paint. Like he's still shooting threes and stuff. So like there's a lot of natural potential in front of Joel Embiid before they get rid of him. I think Philly's going to squeeze every last bit of lemon juice out of him before they send him packing out of Pennsylvania. I, I, I beg to differ. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, okay, so I didn't even get to the Western Conference. These guys are going crazy. You talk about the Knicks, this is what happens. I'm telling you. They are, I'm around these guys, man. Okay, uh, Western Conference, um, and, and I do agree with Dave. I do want to get into that, see how you guys feel about this. Denver's sitting at the top. And I feel like they are the hottest team in the league at this point in time. At 45 and 19, who stops them? Um, they're on a three-game winning streak at this point in time. Memphis, I can't wait to talk about this stuff. Oh, my God, John. Um, 38 and 24. <laughs> Don't laugh because I, I love John Moran. I ain't going to lie. Uh, Sacramento is 37 and 26. Third, Phoenix Suns are 35 and 29. Us in 10 back. The Golden State Warriors have fought their way out of the cellar. They are now fifth in the West, 34 and 30, 11 back. Dallas Mavericks are 33 and 31, 12 back with the addition of Kyrie. Can they turn this thing around? At seven is Minnesota Timberwolves. Eight is the Clippers. I can't believe that they're sky falling. I can't wait to get into this. Also, Utah's at nine. The Pelicans are at 10. The Lakers are on the outside sitting in at 11, uh, especially with the injury that happened to LeBron. And the, the, the question mark around Anthony Davis, can he give them – some legs in at 12. Uh, the Thunder are sitting right behind them at a half game. Uh, they're tied with the Blazers, but the Blazers have the – I mean, the Thunder have the the, tie, the tiebreaker over the Blazers at this point in time. The West is jam-packed from 
how was it? It's from the 12th seed, 11, 12, 13. From the 13th seed to the 4th seed, yep. It's a five-game difference, five and a half, really. Five and a half. This is how log jam the Western Conference is. I love it. I'm a Western Conference guy. As you guys know, I'm a Thunder guy. Um, I don't know where to start. There's so many big stories in the Western Conference. One, Jokic is, I think, 25-0 and 0 with the triple-double that he's been on. I think that he's threatening Russell Westbrook's uh, season of having 42 triple-doubles. I think it can happen. Uh, Memphis, I <clears> – <throat> I um this is gonna get like it ain't personal to me, but it's gonna get personal because I feel for the guy. I don't like the fact that we have young millionaires, and I don't want I don't want to take anything about their money, right? I don't, it, it has nothing to do with their money. Um, but they are still around the wrong people in their corner. There's nobody to give these guys guidance for John Moran to be a superstar in the NBA to get in trouble off the most senseless stuff in one of the cities that's surrounded by gun violence. You are messing around with guns and dealing with a suspension at the wrong time. And the Grizzlies just lost somebody to an injury <clears throat> towards Achilles. He's out for the season. So, like, not only are you dealing with injury, you're out of the lineup. And last year it was you that was injured in the playoffs against the Warriors, and you got so short because you were out of the lineup. You are costing this team at the wrong time. I don't think that it will happen, like where teams will want to take the, you know, the deep dive after John Morant, but look at what you're pushing yourself into, being so young and supremely talented to mess up right now while you guys are number two in the Western Conference. Like, this this is baffling, baffling. Wrong people in the wrong corner at the wrong time, man. Got to get rid of that mentality. Like, I, I don't get it. The Kings are one of the success stories in the West. Cannot lie. Now I'm getting to the meat of potatoes. The Phoenix Suns have done well since Kevin Durant's gotten on the floor with them. Um, I think this kind of opens things up for Booker. Can they get back to where they were in 2021? Can they get back to a finals? I didn't want this to be on them. I felt like it was too soon for Kevin Durant because it's only within a 25-game within reason for him to gel. But he's already gelling. I kind of figured that he would know his way because Monty Williams and him worked together in Oklahoma City. I feel like he'd be somewhat around that same type of offense. It's working now, but when they start getting into the thick of the, the final stretch of this season, will it work? What, what possession will it be? Who do they give the ball to last? Will it be Booker or KD? I think KD will end up getting the ball last, but this is Booker's show at this point in time, unless he just takes the reins out of his hands. Um, Golden State, Steph is due back. So <laughs> here goes this culprit again, and this is the month of March when his birthday pops up too. So is he up to his old antics to get these guys back at least in the top four? interesting if he can they are only hmm, three and a half back from sacramento can these teams actually start to catch sacramento sacramento just fell off last night but they've been playing exceptional ball at this time so i don't want them to fall out of this too much the dallas mavericks are my biggest question especially with them at the top six seed in the western conference can they make this work with kyrie Irving? i'm gonna say this i don't think kyrie's there after the end of the season but they finally got a game to go where Luka and Kyrie lit this thing up. The two of them combined put up 82 points. Can they do this consistently? And, and I don't think it has to be an 80-point effort. Just get them anywhere between 50 or better combined. Like 25 or 25 is doable. But if they're lighting people up and putting up 30 and 30 and 40 and 40, watch out. And I got to give, I got to tip my hat if Jason Kidd could get this to be consistent. But right now, that was just good to see that they finally got a game to go within themselves. And then the other story I want to talk about is the Los Angeles Clippers. 
this bothers me. Um, two people on this team, and one used to be close to me, not anymore. And the other one, I'm just picking on you because uh, how much they thought you meant, and you do not mean that much, especially what he said to the media. The first one is Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook came in that signing. The Clippers were on a 10-game winning streak. Do you know since Russell Westbrook has put a jersey on in a Clipper uniform, they have not won a game since. They have been losing ever since. <clears throat> and I get it. He's trying his best to make it work. He's actually filling the stat sheet up again. He's finding some, like, consistency with these guys, but they just can't put together winning. Um, and the guy on the outside of this that I'm looking at is Paul George. I, I can never excuse what you're doing right now. For them to give you over $200 million at this point in time and for you guys to continue to fall short, and half of the time you have the ball at the end of the game and he's turning the ball over left and right, I'm disgusted at this point in time. Something has to give with this Clippers organization. Tyron Lue, you have a championship, and I think this is all in the lap of LeBron, not on your coaching ability, because for some odd reason, with the same type of potent players on the Clippers, you can't get it done. And you're the better team in Los Angeles right now, and it don't really look like it. I'm not buying it. You guys went from the top half of the league, or the top half of the conference, excuse me, to getting close to the play-in. You guys are sniffing the play-in. Um, well, you guys are in the play-in at this point in time. I mean, outside the play-in. Let me say it correctly. Um, you guys' thoughts, I'll start with you, Mike. Your thoughts in the Western Conference? Um, what stories have, you know, raised your eyebrows? What happened? And where you want to go with it? Well, so first of all, a decent weekend by Minnesota, right? Like, <clears throat> a team that has underachieved. They really thought when they went and got Gobert and gave up the house to get him that they were ready to contend. But when you just read the standings, sitting around seven, eight right now, Minnesota is. Um, a good weekend for them, though, beating the Lakers on Friday night, despite 38 from Anthony Davis, and then beating the Kings last night in Sacramento. So a nice weekend by Minnesota. Um, you know, I I look at Memphis and I see everything going on with Ja. And Chandler and I have talked about this before. Uh, one of the things that that needs to happen, and I don't know that it's going to, is John Moran's father needs to stop trying to live vicariously through him and actually be a father to this man. Hopefully he's going to uh, get the reality check he needs. Like that was uh, that whole video coming out on Saturday morning after a loss, mind you, brandishing a gun in the video even briefly, like, you know, like Shannon Sharp even told you a few weeks ago, like, you're not about that lifestyle, bro. You play basketball to get away from that. Uh, Jai is an extremely dynamic basketball player. But uh, there's there's plenty of stories of guys with a lot of talent that their off-court antics have caused them to end up out of this league. So uh, figure it out, Jai, because your, your talent is too special. So I hope you can get that figured out. I agree with you on the Clippers. I feel like this team is definitely underachieving. Uh, and, you know, I thought Westbrook would be a good fit for this team because he could run, he could t- have the ball, uh, and then kind of set guys up. And at times, you know, he has shown flashes of it. He had 14 assists in one game. And so, you know, looking at that, I, it's just not it's not working. I agree with you on Kid. If he can figure out a way to make it work, this would be one of his best coaching jobs. A good thing Dallas finally got one game. You know, they beat the Clippers in um, Kyrie's first game there, but Luka didn't play. 
and then they what lost their next six or whatever with them both in the lineup. So that's a work in progress, and you got what maybe fifteen, eighteen games left to figure this out. You know, as you go down the stretch. So uh, listen, this this Clippers team is definitely underachieving, uh, considering what their what their ceiling was supposed to be. Keep expecting Utah to fall out of this play in, man, but this team just finds a way to keep hustling and and competing. So uh we will see there. But like you said, I mean you look at it, four through thirteen, uh five and a half games between them all. So listen, if you wanna be in the playoffs in the Western Conference, man, and you wanna try to get out of that uh get out of that play in because listen, that play in is not gonna be a joke for anybody, uh hanging around. So you really just need, you know, if any of these teams can go on a win streak and reel off about six or seven in a row, you got a chance to get up to possibly that six seed. And then finally, listen, Kevin Durant has looked good. Uh, and Phoenix, you know, still kind of on a minutes restriction, but he's looked good on the court uh, with that team. I worry about the, the depth of that team, you know, in a longer series, but uh, they really should be able to score and I think Kevin Durant uh, on the court should open things up a little bit for Devin Booker as well. So we'll see. Uh, you know, a lot of these teams have uh, have a, have something to prove in the West. Looking at Denver, man, I just don't feel like this Denver team um, is good enough to win to win the Western Conference. We'll see. I wouldn't be surprised to see a six or seven seed, maybe a five, somewhere between a five or eight seed come out of that West, but. Uh, we will see what happens there. You know, it, um, a guy wrote the other day that when Russell Westbrook was putting up triple doubles, uh, people were getting on him about stat padding, but we're not bringing that same energy to Jokic. So uh, now maybe the fact that they're 25 and 0 in the games that he has triple doubles sort of ends that argument. But uh, you know, that's that's the one thing that uh, that's the one thing that I got there. But like you said, lots to cover in the West. Everybody's close. It should be some exciting basketball down the stretch. Chandler, your thoughts about the Western Conference and how things are going down, top to bottom. Uh, Mike just said that you and him had a conversation about John Morant. Um, I'm extremely frustrated for him, especially with the talent that he brings to the game. But there's way more stories outside of him, but he's the most glaring at this point in time. Yeah, um, he needs to grow up and stop. You You ain't a thug. You ain't never been a thug. Um, I was stationed in Memphis. I know people live in Memphis. Memphis is grimy. And you keep you keep he keeps on going the way he's going. Him and Javaris Clinton gonna be next door to each other. Okay? Um, we've seen how this ends. When these cats decide they want to start playing with guns, we've seen how it ends. So he can he can grow up or he can wind up in a cell or in a box. That's how this is going to end. He keep hanging out there in Memphis with them cats he hanging out with. Um, as we said, I'm sick of seeing his falls on the sidelines. You know, uh, run up and down the sideline. Go stick your foot in your son's behind and find out why he thinks he needs to try to be a gangster all of a sudden. Because, um, listen, Memphis, there's nothing going on. You're a rock star if you're an athlete in Memphis. College athletes don't matter. You are a rock star. But that also means that you're going to be exposed to a whole lot of people you got no business being around. So they, they need to, he needs to get it together. Um, this time off, which needs to be more than two games, by the way, it needs to be at least a week, at least a week. Don't tell me that in two games you suddenly got it together. 
needs to be a week, but he needs to take his time off and really consider what the hell he's doing. Again, somebody needs to go ahead and have him go see Javaris Crittenden, okay, and find out what it's going to be like for him he want to keep playing with guns. Um, I'm kind of sick of people blaming Russell Westbrook for everything, including the, the decline of Western civilization. Okay, at a certain point, can can we can we get off this man's back? In two of the three losses that where they blew leads, he wasn't even on the court when they were blowing the leads. But oh, Russell Westbrook came in on five, so it ain't his fault. And, oh, by the way, that team was blowing leads long before Russell Westbrook got there. That team went on a winning streak and a losing streak and a winning streak. That team has been inconsistent all season. Clippers fans have been complaining about Ty Lue all season. So can we stop piling on Russell Westbrook? Man ain't did nothing but play hard. So all he does is play hard. Can we question his IQ at times? Basketball IQ at times? Absolutely. That don't make him... You know, this is this is starting to really feel like Carmelo Anthony all over again. It's you know what I'm saying where everything was Carmelo Anthony's damn fault, and everything is Russell Westbrook's fault. I'm I'm kind of tired of it, man. Um, I really want Sacramento to stay in that number three slot. I think Sacramento can do some things. Now, can they win a championship? No. I think Sacramento can get to the second round. And I think they can give somebody fits. Um, I like that squad. I like what they've done. Um, I like the makeup of the team. I like the way I like the coach. I, I like what Sacramento's doing. I am not sold on the Warriors. I understand Curry's coming back and da 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 da. But at the end of the day, I still see a team that doesn't play defense consistently. And when they don't play defense, they can they can be they they're beatable. They are they're beatable. Um, you know, and, and everybody says, oh, when Gary Payton comes back, when Gary Payton comes back, with that injury he's got, there's no guarantee that he's going to be healthy enough to really do anything. So, I don't know, the West is is the West is really a toss-up because I don't really see a dominant team in the West. I don't believe in Luke and Kyrie because if you got to score 130 points a game to win, you ain't winning, okay, because they don't, they don't play no defense. They ain't stopping nobody. So, okay. You scored 120, but the other other team scored 128. You lost, and in in a in a seven game series, you really think you gonna you gonna score 130 points every game in the seven game series in the playoffs? I don't see that happening. I don't see it happening at all. And Jokic, listen, I get that people have an issue with him getting three straight MVPs. I don't think one of the MVPs. I don't think he was MVP that year, but can. But can we stop conflating playoffs with MVPs because the MVP is a regular season award. It's a regular season award whether people like it or not. Who had the best regular season? That's how it works. We watched David Robinson win an MVP and then get dog-walked in the playoffs by Shaq. We've seen that. Okay? We've seen MVPs get bounced in the first round. So... Miss me with the he shouldn't get MVP because they haven't won anything in the playoffs because those two things have nothing to do with each other as far as I'm concerned. But the West is going to be crazy, I believe. I believe the West is crazy. I think anybody literally could win the West. Anybody could win the West. I don't think there's one team outside of the Lakers that you could say won't win, and the Lakers won't win because Anthony Davis is a walking injury. Um, and honestly, I think he's quit on that team at, at points this season. But – the 
West is very interesting, man. Um, hell, I, I think the Thunder could get in the playoffs and make some noise if they wanted to, honestly. But the West is going to be really, really fun to watch those those playoff games in the West. It's going to be really fun. I am so glad you said that. <clears throat> that was like a hidden topic that I had, and it's like you figured that point out in the game. It's like, da 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 Like, I really feel – like Anthony Davis is done with the Lakers. No matter how many stats he puts up on the board, he's he's supposed to be the future there. Once LeBron leaves, he's gonna be there by himself. They can't even draft. Their their next two thousand twenty three, their next six years, they have five second round picks. That's it. They don't have anything in the first round. And by then Anthony Davis will be old and hopefully he can stay injury free, but we know his history, he's injury prone. So that's one thing, too, but I don't want to steal too much of it hiding on the Anthony Davis situation because there's so much here, so many people. Uh, Ron, your thoughts on the Western Conference, and I'll get to Dave. <clears throat> well, I'll tell you, I said it already about John. I'm like, I'm about to say, hey, maybe he needs a good role model. Oh, he does have his dad. He's got two good parents, like 8 Mile, <laughs> like the rapper from 8 Mile. And he had an opportunity, like he said, he don't see nobody in the West. And then how that turned out. So, like I said, he's 23, but he's also a dad. So, my whole thing is you're a father. You're not some young knucklehead without guidance. And with Memphis, there's a podcast with A.J. Brown from the Eagles who just left the Tennessee era. He's talking. He, they call him Larry Hoover, called John Larry Hoover, joking. But, yo, that's not the place to play. <laughs> you know, Memphis is no different than Chicago, in my opinion. But as far as the West, until, you know, with the Clippers, Memphis, they all been playing low management all year. And, you know, Westbrook always has a talk on his back, but they don't have a guard to settle things down out there. So you get and have your two forwards set everyone up. And when it comes to the West, health-wise, we're going to see coming down the stretch. I don't think the Warriors going to be healthy in time. And this is the Nuggets. Do the league want to see the Nuggets in the finals? I don't know. I don't know, but the playoffs is different. And we're going to see what happens. All this little playing nonsense. We don't know if someone's going to get hot. It's getting like the NCAA now, hoping that a playing team gets hot and start knocking teams off. And the Kings are steady plugging along. I think uh, Mr. Brown should be the coach of the year with the Kings. And as I said, they made a smart deal. They had two guards. They didn't try to run with two guards. They went and got a forward, and it took off. And Fox, you know, how's that Fox over uh, – Lonzo Ball thing working out. They finally got a draft pick right, because we all know the history of the Kings picks. That's <laughs> a whole podcast built off that, just taking the wrong guy every year. So the Kings, like I said, they built. But I, I think playoff compounds, you won't know until the season see who's playing who. It's all about matchups in the first round. And the, and the Clippers have the chance to really submit themselves, and they just letting it slip by game after game. I I was going to say, if if you were to set me up to go next, everyone said awesome things. I love listening to you guys. I'll let the experts go. um, But, you know, as far as the West, the way I see it, it's Denver's year because of one reason that, that nobody mentioned. Jamal Murray, you know, he he hadn't been there. That that killed them. You know, that that's literally the missing piece for them that kept them really 
kind of just out, in my opinion. And he's there, and he's balling, he's playing well, he's he's racking up thirty point games. So I think that he's the X factor. That's I think they are a clear dominant team in the West. Unlike everyone else here, that doesn't seem to to think that. I think they're they're definitely dominant, and I think it's their year to march into the Western Conference Finals, especially being that the you know no one is going to be able to catch catch the team because I think the, the, their biggest threat would have probably been the Lakers if if LeBron didn't get hurt. But um, but yeah, like what you guys talking about, it's just so sad. Like you said with with John Morant, it's like like they that team. I loved in a way because they reminded me of the Pistons when I was a kid and the Celtics, like, you know, back when they had Paul Pierce where they loved each other and everybody hated them. You know what I mean? Like they just kind of had that, that, that bad boy thing going on. And like, I loved it. Like, like, like Ty will tell you, like when I played basketball, I was all about just fouls and rebounds. So I love, I love like that bad boy basketball but uh, but man, why did he have to like like what? Like this story came out from CBS Sports the other day that apparently he like he like flexed a gun in front of a seventeen year old kid, and that came out. It's like, dude, what are you doing, man? Like, oh man, like it's just sad. It's sad to see it. I I just hope that they get this right. The uh, the one thing about the Clippers too, they uh. They won 10 straight. This is the one thing I got to be for Ty Lue. They won 10 straight. They made the move to get Russ there. They went on five. Why did you sit Terrence Mann? Terrence Mann was working with that offense. This guy has postseason history with them, and now he's, like, off or not now. It's like it's the Russell show. Like, let that work. Let Russ come off the bench until he figures out that he's the guy out there on the floor right now. I'm mad at what's going on with the Clippers right now while they are supposed to be saving face in the city of Los Angeles. The John Moran situation is terrible. I actually don't want to see it happen, but I 100% agree with Chandler, 100%. This dude is playing with guns, and he's getting a two-game suspension? Two? Two. Do you know America's having a problem with gun control? Mass shooting, so on and so forth, It's let alone young Dolph Ressler Soul got murdered in Memphis? Rappers are dying in that city. Like, you see this. You are helping campaign to stop it. And you doing this? Messing with children. This guy ain't 18 yet. Like, you you playing with these kids. Like, I, I don't get it. At the wrong time, while the season's going on. I can see if this was summertime, you was outside. Like, no, you're doing this while the season's in motion. Like, oh, that's a frustrating situation, to be honest. Um, The Denver situation, you guys said, uh, is the league ready to see Denver in the finals? They have no other choice. And I agree with Dave. They needed Jamal Murray, but while Jamal Murray was there without being injured, they did fall short before. Is he ready now? Because he's been away for so long due to trying to rehab that knee. $269 million is the reason why Denver has to get there. Jokic got that contract, and rightfully so, even though this is a premium on way people are getting money. But if Jokic falls short, when do they start putting the pressure on him like, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, the list goes on on big names in the league. This guy has back-to-back MVPs, and they're more than likely trying to give him the third one, even though there's guys like Giannis, Tatum, and Embiid that could get in this conversation. But I feel like the league has their mind made up on giving Jokic the title already. He has to get there. He can't just keep an MVP and can't carry this team 
and can't beat teams like the Lakers when it's on, and the Lakers are struggling. The Lakers are trying to get into the play-in. And if this team threatens you, then everybody else in the West has to be some type of threat too. So they have to be able to get over the hump outside of a Western Conference final. This is the same weight that the Clippers hold too. Um, the Sacramento Kings are like under the radar buzzingly good. Like they are taking care of business, beating the heck out of the Clippers, beating teams that they're supposed to. Well, a lot of people didn't think that they would be. They're supposed to be beating them the way that they're ranked in the Western Conference. We have to tip their hat. But why isn't anybody saying anything about De'Aaron Fox? Nobody here, nobody in the world is saying anything about De'Aaron Fox. He is the engine for that team. It's more than likely Coach Brown. Sabonis is the all-star that you know. De'Aaron Fox is what makes that team go. If you've not watched the Kings play this season, please watch it. And the, the unsung hero is Herter. If you have not seen Kevin Herter play for them outside of Atlanta, what he was doing with the Hawks, it was different. But now with that team, he is their dead-arm shooter, and it's working within the system in Sacramento. This is going to be a tough out for them, especially if it does stay the way that they said, uh, stays. They end up playing Dallas. I think they could beat Dallas. And it would be good to see him and Kyrie go at it, but I feel like there's more defense being played in Sacramento than there is in Dallas, and let alone Sacramento is one of the top five three-point shooting teams in the league. But people don't know. They will know now. Um Everything outside of this, I'm, I'm waiting to see how this stuff forms, especially at the 10th seed. The Pelicans are sitting at 10th. Zion, when do you come back? Because this injury stuff is actually lingering now while your team needs you just like they did last year, and you're not available to give these guys a go. If you come back out there and they're effective, you guys could probably escape the play-in because how jam-packed everything is the West. Um, the West is exciting. I feel like the Wolves may be the team to fall out. They might be the odd team in this top 10, if you will. They lost too much. They lost too many pieces uh, for them to be a team that we want to see in the postseason. Cat still out. Rudy Gobert don't have a post move. They got rid of Beasley and D'Angelo Russell. I, I don't see the Wolves being aggressive or successful in the long run. But if they stay here, I mean, rightfully so, I got to tip my hat, but I don't feel like Minnesota will stay here a threat. I, I'm a big Ant-Man fan, but like right now, that's the only thing that's carrying them He's young and very successful, but can he get them there to the play-in where they're situated? I don't know if the Wolves get to top six and avoid it. I think they will end up being a play-in or rightfully so out of the picture because how tight this race is. Um, but we will leave it there. Um, I want to say something to you when everybody's closing. I had a Justin as the show started. The Giants are franchise tagging. Daniel Jones, a.k.a. Danny Dimes. So they are not throwing him the big contract. He will probably get the market value. He will probably get the one-year 40 that he's looking for. But they probably won't do, throw that multi-year to him. I think they want to see what happens in this, this season year, uh, how he performs for the Giants. Does this open up space for Saquon? There's been so many talks of trying to get him out of there. I would love to see him in Honolulu Blue. They said the Lions have been talking about that. I doubt it, but I would love to see it happen. But the Giants have showed their hand. They are not ready to hand the keys over to Daniel Jones just yet. I need closeouts from each of you. I'll start with you first, Messiah. Give me a plug, closeout, shout-out, anything that you like to promote as we shut the doors here at the brunch. I'm just supporting the girl as usual. I'm always out to listen and chime in when I can. And um, 
next second round progress, the new the new process. <laughs> Sorry, Chandler, it's the new process. Look how I got you hype. I got you so hype giving you that next talk. Now I got y'all talking second round, Eastern Conference Finals, and finals, one of my coworkers said, if the Knicks win the Eastern Conference, I need Dave, Chandler, and Ron. I need all of them here, front and center. Cause they, and you know they'll be bragging to me. That's going to be the worst part. If the okay. Knicks get there, I, they're going to talk so much crap. I know I'm going to have to hear from the three of them. Three Knicks fans, too? Okay, so let me let me keep on moving. I, I'll go to you next one. This one, Dave, give me your plug, close out, shout out. Anything that you like to promote as we shut the doors here at the brunch. No, I love listening to you guys. Thanks for another show. You guys are awesome. Uh, go Knicks. Bing bong. Yeah, hopefully you don't start screaming Knicks tape this spring. That's for sure. Hopefully you can do that bing bong in June. If not, I'll be here. I'll be here. You you out of anybody here know how to find me. Okay, um, Mr. Knight, give me a plug, close out, shout out, anything that you like to promote. Also, I, I miss Dave on that, too. I wanted to hear him about the Daniel Jones. But your thoughts on Danny Dimes getting tagged instead of a contract. They they tagged him. Um, but give me anything that you'd like to close out with also. Once again, this is uh, the dude Joe Shine, Shane, how you pronounce his last name, um, showing that the Giants made the right decision to get rid of Gettleman. Um, Jones was asking for four years, $160 million. That's $40 million a year. You don't give $40 million a year to to a guy that, that basically you have to handicap and, and, and keep keep uh, training wheels on. So good for them, although that means Saquon Barkley is not going to be a giant after this season because if they franchise him, they're not going to be able to pay Barkley. But it is what it is. A um, lot of fun today. Ty, um, I'll reach out to, to Barry. You know that. And um, other than that, man, uh, everybody have a good Sunday, and let's go somebody, Yankees, Rangers, I don't know, somebody. You can say the Knicks. You're a Knicks fan. Go ahead and say it. Go ahead and say it. Go ahead and say it. Go ahead. You Dude, listen, it. 50 years I've been watching that team. I've been burned too many times, man. <laughs> they got to show me. But within the 50th year, you've seen a championship. You did. So you, you're there. No worries. Yeah, so two. Soon come. So two. <laughs> Soon come. So it's, it's, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. You just sit tight. It's coming. Look, Swirzy, I did my job today. I got these boys eating today. I got the city eating. All right, Mike, plug, close out, shout out, anything that you'd like to promote as we shut the doors here at the brunch. Shout out to PHI Apparel. Once again, use the code CHEFS to check out 15% off, sportscitychefs.com. Check out the blog, website, everything we got going on. We also have shows throughout the week. Uh, we'll probably have a draft special coming up. The Callers Cookout on Wednesday nights. Chandler and I have a roundtable gumbo on Thursdays. And once again, the mothership, uh, the Sunday morning brunch on uh, Sunday morning. So make sure uh, you tune in, like, and subscribe. Remember, you can also listen to us on all your smart speakers and everything else. Listen, we got the World Baseball Classic coming up. We're 25 days away from opening day in Major League Baseball. Uh, exciting as we're going down the stretch. And then we got the conference tournaments this weekend, and we are seven days away from Selection Sunday and March Madness. So uh, tune in. Also, shout out. Uh, Yesterday, former wrestler Bo Nickel gets a first-round submission in his UFC debut. So looking forward to see how his career opens up, and it's nice to have John Jones back in the octagon. Uh, but, man, timeless, man, much respect to you, love for you. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be here. Shout-out to uh, Messiah and Dave for joining us. Uh, Chandler, fun as always, man. Uh, Shout-out to Sirius and uh, 
also to you, Vivid, man. Uh, love and respect to you and prayers up to your family, man. Um, but as we say in Louisiana, man, laissez les bon temps moulin. Peace, I'm out of here. Yes, Sports City, if you can, man, do what you can. It's like send me anything if you want. Um, you can send any information to sportscitychefs at Gmail. If you want to send anything to Barry and the family, I'll do my best to get that to them. Um, keep him in his thoughts. I'm glad that the Knicks are doing good so he could be happy about something right now. Um, but after the rain, there is sunshine. That is for sure. Sports City Chefs, check us out throughout the week. We got a lot of stuff going on, and like I said, the month of March is mad. I wanted to get to college basketball, but you see, these Knicks fans came here hungry as ever and ready to talk that Knicks tape stuff. But on that note, tell a friend to tell a friend that it's the chefs again. And if they don't know, now they know. Sports city, sports city, chefs, chefs. Sports city, sports city, chefs, chefs. Sports city, sports city, chefs, chefs. Sports city, sports city, chefs. Kaboom. Sports City Chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon. They well in tune, blown like a flower in June. Superman vs. MF Doom, the clouds loom. So tell a friend it's the Sports City Chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Sports City, Sports City Chefs, Chefs. Sports City, Sports City Chefs, Chefs. Yeah. Cat. <laughs> Woo! Connecticut. Uh.